Tone Jones. I am Professor Carl Tone Jones. And hold tight, family, on Facebook. I'm going to switch this uh, screen up real quick. Um, one of the things that uh, there's a glitch on Facebook. So if you switch the screen up too fast, what will happen is the um. There you go. What will happen is the uh, the screen will uh end the broadcast. So we don't want that, family. So. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to uh, move this Facebook screen over here. Oh, wow. What's going on here? <laughs> All right. And uh, I'm going to slide the YouTube joint over here. Wow, the Facebook joint is crazy. Hold on, y'all. I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> you got to work with me with this old technology piece, uh, specifically with, um, you know, with Facebook and um how Facebook pops off. So um, hold tight, family. We're going to work it out. We're going to definitely work it out. So what's good, family? Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> I got to stop trying to play, do new stuff, or stop experimenting with technology. I got to stop experimenting with the technology. So I'm going to try to see if I can switch the screen back, y'all. And if I can screen, switch the screen back, you won't see these multiplying windows and whatnot. Um, so bear with me if you if you're just catching my voice on the Facebook stream, it's coming. You know what I'm saying? I just want to make sure that everything is is um in sync. You dig me? 
So what's up, family? Um, this is Office Hours with Professor Carl Tone Jones. And normally, I would have uh, my co-partner, Erica, online with me. But right now, she's um, home being a mommy to her litter. So, you know, we always respect that and support that family. So, um, you know, we, we want to, you know, wish her the best. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll get Erica back on. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, y'all got me, and I think that should be good enough. You dig? <laughs> I don't know, y'all tell me. So we got some things we're going to get into. As soon as I figure this screen situation out, I, I just don't want to end the broadcast because what happens is with the screen sharing um, thing on Facebook, like I said, man, the screen share on Facebook, the thing will uh, it'll uh, end the broadcast. So if it does end the broadcast, I'm going to re-up it in two seconds. Hello, Facebook. Shit, bitch. All right, so Facebook did it. Like I said, Facebook did what they was going to do. You know what I mean? That's cool. We're going to go live again on Facebook. All right? So what's good, family? Um, We're going to get into some real spill tonight. We're going to get some real spill tonight, and we're going to, you know, we're not going to be too long. But the things we get into tonight are going to be, um, you know what I'm saying, it's going to be very, very important to, to cover, specifically when you have um, the things happening this week, like the religious experiences we're going to be dealing with this week. You know, um, we definitely need to make sure that we look at, uh, that we have a, a look at what's going on in our community, our society, and then how, how to fix it, you know, how to fix some of the things that are happening. Because right now, family, we have some some weird ishka bibbles happening, you know what I'm saying, um, within the black community in terms of specifically, you know, in regards to uh nah, I put my screen up over here. In regards to uh, you know, um the way we take in entertainment and um and how we're able to bolster or talk about entertainment, but yet still when it talks about we go um, into or we try to get into um, real issues in the community, how we often shy away from it. So, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, family, for the last joints, make sure y'all share this joint, man. Make sure y'all share it with your family, your people. You know, uh, the information we talk about tonight is going to be, you know, um, key and, and integral in terms of how we move forward. You know, um, and like I said, family, I'm pulling the uh, straps, buddy, whatever. But before I get too deep, family, make sure that y'all uh <laughs> was peace and pop black power is angel. Make sure that y'all, if y'all haven't already, go to blackindependence.org right now and get your copy, you know, of the Independence Day project. You know what I'm saying? I had that, I had that right up the last time. The get your copy of the Independence Day project, and you can get that at blackindependence.org. I'm, I'm just going to put that up real quick. All right. You get that at blackindependence.org. And I'm going to pin that. I'm going to pin that comment in the comment section. Now, real quick, I'm going to read to y'all something um, that uh, uh, somebody had walked that saw the Independence Day Project recently bought a copy. So, you know, this is not me um, jumping into sponsorship, none of those things. All right. But this is 
a message that I got from Sister Brittany Edwards, okay? All right, this is in regards to the Independence Day Project. Now, I've been telling y'all for a minute now, everybody has been really thrilled with what they saw. Okay, so here it is. This documentary was very educational, definitely a must-watch for Black people. There are documentaries that focus on our history, but not solutions, but how we can thrive again, like our king, like the kings and queens we are, or seem like the kings and queens we were born to be. This is why the Independence Day Project is vital to the awareness of our people. It focuses on what's happening in real life today and the real tangible solutions to gain sovereignty. Y'all hear that? It covers all the necessary topics in a way that everyone can understand and translate into small actions for change. While watching the documentary for the first time, I found myself really excited and intrigued throughout, wanting to learn more and do more through the intellect of wise black figures and common sense. The Independence Day Project offers a library of solutions for people who are tired of, take, of talking about the problem and ready to start making the change. Overall, it was the most inspiring documentary I have ever seen, and I felt myself vibrating even higher after watching it. I would love to see this added to the curriculum for young people because it would make such a huge impact on how they see themselves in the world. See, family, this is what I'm talking about when I'm telling y'all, listen, the Independence Day Project is that work. We have real people doing real work, putting it in all day long. And I'm trying to tell y'all, family, so if you haven't gotten your copy of the Independence Day Project, I don't know what you're waiting for. To be perfectly honest with you. I don't know what you're waiting for, for the, you know, if you haven't gotten your copy yet of the Independence Day Project. You know what I'm saying? So, um, like I said, click the link. Go to go to the link. And if you can, if you're having issues with the PayPal, I know sometimes PayPal can be jinky. Hit your brother up, and I will work walk you through it. Now, I do all. I also believe we have some breaking news today. Before we get into uh, until and before we get into the 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 mess, uh, not the mess, but the message of the day today uh, that, that we're going to speak on. You know, because that top that topic is gonna be straight, straight no chaser. Um, we had a Florida shooting with at least 17 people dead. 17 people dead, a Florida shooting. Um, this happened today at part in uh Parkland, Florida. All right. This happened today in Parkland, Florida. I gotta watch it because sometimes you, you pull up a website and, and next thing you know, they just start playing a video, it has this auto autoplay. Um, somebody by the name of Nicholas Cruz, you know, who is now in police custody, right? So Nicholas, Clu Nicholas Cruz um, opened fire at, uh, what was it called? Marjorie, no, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, this afternoon. 16 people were wounded, five with life-threatening illness. Okay, so five with life-threatening wounds. Let me see. What time was this posted? I got to make sure. Okay, so this was posted at 929. All right, so I believe no, 17 people dead, okay? So the, the story is saying that 17 people were killed, all right? So it was a former high school student, and he showed up with a rifle and just started busting. But just, be, you know, we have to get more information because we pro he's probably tied into one of these um, white identity extremist groups. So we have to get more information on, on that. But family, that just goes to show, man. I, I was talking, to, uh, I, I, put some, I brought some information up last week about, you know, how we're not serious about what's going on. And it was about, you know, these white supremacists. I believe it was 
uh, one of Donald Trump's advisors, and he spoke on the fact that if Donald Trump gets impeached, that there'll be a civil war in this country and that you'll have these white supremacists just going all over the country and killing people. And, you know, um, hey, listen, I said you know, it was a brother that jumped on there talking about some come on, black people. Think about it. And I'm like, listen, man, have you not been paying attention to all these shootings, these these so-called lone wolves? that have been just popping themselves up and finding groups of people, whether it's a concert, mall, school, for the last several years, how they've been shooting people, church. You're not, you're not forgotten, have we forgotten about Dylan Roof or whatever the hell his name is? So, you know, and we often find that these lone wolves are not really lone wolves. You know, when we start doing a little research, these lone wolves happen to be parts of wolf packs. You know, and they'll send them into sacrificial lambs to be martyrs, things of that nature. We already know the intelligence is not the highest when it comes to having common sense and dealing with the situation. But that doesn't mean that they're not highly organized. And a lot of these cats, I'm telling you, man, um, just from seeing things that I know about, man, I used to see, you know, uh, you know, white folks living in school buses, but they got guns. They got like deer and shit <laughs> hanging off of a, a laundry line. You know, um, and, and I'm telling you, man, these cats are out here. So and we we play too much when it comes to dealing with these things. We really do play too much. So, you know, family, what I'm hoping is that uh, as I continue to share, 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 you know, hopefully they won't ban me again or block me again like they normally do. So I'm not going to I'm going to avoid certain groups because I think we got certain we got haters in certain groups that like to, to uh, you know, cause us disruption. So, so yeah, family, that's some, that's some of the things that we need to focus on. You know, we need to get serious about this. You know, we're not serious. We're playing games. And this today's show actually deals with the games that are being played. Let me make sure there's no, I'm not missing any comments or whatever. You know what I mean? Brother Theo West, it says, stop using the word dominant, such as referred to pale skin people, the killer in Florida, look Hispanic, last name. Yeah, but brother, <laughs> brother Theo. I tell you, and I have a lot of respect for the work you've done and been doing. I've been watching your work for years. You know, you're one of the first uh, YouTube video bloggers, brother. So I really respect your work. And I agree that, you know, etymology, words, and using it can have a, a, a an endorsing effect in terms of dealing with people. But right now, they are the dominant society in America. They, you know, everything is through white supremacy right now. So, you know, I, I, I like to, I like the idea of you know speaking truth and, and and speaking affirmations into our work and speaking affirmations into who we are but at the same time man we're not organized or focused enough to be empowered therefore we are dominated by another group of people it's unfortunate but that's the truth and i don't i don't you know i look at the, the last thing being hispanic that doesn't change anything you know it's still a white supremacist you got a, a big divide in the latino community right now they don't know whether they're afro latino or black or white so, you know, um, you know what I'm saying? Peace and black power to my young brother, Abdul. What's good out there, brother? Peace and black power to my brother, Samaj. I see you, black man. Peace and black power to you, King. So make sure y'all share this, family, because we're about to get deep. I see uh, KC popping off. Okay, somebody said um, the Black Panther. Hey, talk about the Black Panther. We're going to talk about the Black Panther a little bit tonight. So, uh, family, when we start talking about this, I really don't want anybody to get the um, panties in the rough, you know, Understand, I'm not telling you not to go see the Black Panther. It looks like a good movie. I plan on going to see it. But understand, when you go see it, have your third eye open. You know what I'm saying? Because they're definitely shoveling some propaganda to you. You know what I'm saying? 
And this is what we're getting into tonight. You know, uh, now that we can jump into the topic and jump into the conversation. Uh, hey, peace and black power, Sister Deirdre. Sister Deirdre, we need to start doing that thing we were talking about. Blah, 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 you know, <laughs> peace and black power, Jesus. So why tonight's topic? Why do we talk about um, the black community feeling as though they can support um, or the black community having pride and, um, and, and being able to exude enthusiasm and being able to exude, uh, what is, what, what do we like to call it? Um, being able to exude enthusiasm as well as um, being able to be fanatics, right? So let's look at some of the things that's happened in the last few days. All right, oh, one more, one more announcement too. Don't forget family, um, we can, don't forget this weekend, this upcoming weekend, we do have the Independence Day Project showing here in Philadelphia. Independence Day Project showing here in Philadelphia. It will be at 41st, no, it'll be at 40th and Walnut, 40th and Walnut at the Rotunda. The address is 4014 Walnut Street. And it's right next to the big multiplex movie theater that they have down there. It's plenty of parking, paid parking and street parking. So make sure y'all get up there. Doors open at 4, 430. Get there early. We're not going to turn anybody away, and it's a free event to the public. So make sure y'all get out. Okay, now announcement's done. Let's get into the juicy part of this um, show tonight. So, in looking at what's popping, looking at what's happening with um, the, uh, the 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 fanaticism, you gotta, gotta remember I live in Philadelphia. All right, Philadelphia is a huge football town. All right. People in this town where the where the uh, where the, the the emotions, the the highs and the lows, all these different things that the football team goes through, they go through. So one might be able to imagine and expect what I'm about to say that the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know if anybody's aware or not. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles just won the Super Bowl. Okay, they just won the Super Bowl. Um, uh, Nick Foles, Outdool, Tom, terrific Tom Brady, and you know, but even though I wasn't, I, I, I did my stance on football. I'm glad that motherfucker lost. I can't stand Tom Brady. He is the epitome of white privilege and white supremacy, and I am glad that he lost. I don't give a damn if it was to another white quarterback. His ass had to go. So, uh, you know, what I'm saying. So, so here we go with this family. Here we go with what we're going to jump into tonight. I notice how. Black people in the city, and I listen to Sports Talk Radio. Um, it's some of the most compelling radio you can listen to um, in terms of getting the, 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 the pulse of a town or a city that you're in. And a lot of what I noticed was a lot of black people were really enthusiastic calling into the shows, and they were talking about, man, I just love it that the Eagles won. Everybody in Philly is so nice. And, you know, and when, and when in, in sports, it speaks to how we could just put aside all of our differences. And we can just all get along. And the white host, you know, because I don't think, I think we might have like one or two black hosts here in Philadelphia on, on either of the sports radio stations. You know, they were just eating that shit up. Like, yeah, 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 you're right. You know, you're right. You, uh, you're absolutely right. People can get along and we can forget about all of our differences and we can all just be Eagle fans. And I'm sitting there listening to this dribble and I'm literally boiling because I'm sitting there saying, I can't believe how pussified our people are that they believe that they can just forgive everybody for all atrocities just because your football team won a goddamn championship you know what i'm saying i'm 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 i'm, I'm just 
And I looked at how I had to, you know, unfortunately I had to drive through that shit um, the night the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And um, and I and I'm and I'm looking at it from I'm looking at like the crowd of you know drunk white folk outside. It's like 12 degrees outside. They're trying to run to my car, smack the windows, and this that. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? But there was a lot of black people out there joining them in this frenzy thing. And then a brother of mine had posted a video. Now, a brother of mine had posted a video of some black people getting into confrontations with some of these super friendly white folk. And I can only imagine that these super friendly white folk who happen to be super juiced and drunk, pissy drunk, felt like seeing, okay, since y'all said everything's cool, I can call you my nigga. That, that, that is always on the backs of a lot of these suspected white supremacists. Um, their mindset is, can I get away with saying it? Well, for some strange, they have a fantasy with being able to say nigga and us being cool with it, right? And they got some black people who are already cool with that shit too which invites that into the whole conversation. But I looked at that, right? And I looked at how black people were able to, to express their fanaticism. And then I was able to understand. Then I looked at how when we say this, so, so black people have this saying here in Philadelphia that they bleed eagle green, right? I'm saying it's funny, right? Because we can't get black people to say that they rock the red, black, and green, right? I mean, a flag just like a so you wouldn't even get this. You wouldn't see a, a black person put some shit like this on their desk at work, right? But they'll have they'll be the same ones driving down the street with flags like that hanging off of their cars. And I had pondered this for like years, and a post of mine from like four years ago had resurfaced on Facebook. They do the anniversary post, and it talked about how I wish black people had the same civic pride in being black as they're doing their football team. And then that shit hit me. And it really hit me with the release of this film that's coming out in two days, the, the Black Panther movie, and how black people are all, you know, ecstatic about it. Um, I've seen the word pride just peppered all over this movie by black people. Black people who, and, and, and here's the psychology behind it that I'm, when, I'm, when I really break it down, it's gonna really fuck y'all up tonight, all right? Um, and watching their enthusiasm and unbridled joy in terms of, you know, uh, this movie coming out. Um, and I saw a brother had posted something asking is, you know, is, uh, is the, the, the Marvel comic series fucking with black people and all because they starting the movie on the 16th, Huey P. Newton's birthdays on the 17th. So they're like, I really like, fuck. and a brother had one of the most perfect quotes I've ever heard, I've ever heard, you know, and he said, basically, yeah, you know, well, you got black people who are screaming African pride by dressing up as comic book characters. Yeah, the fuckery is real. And it just blew, because that was, that was, that was like, it, it wrapped it all up in a nutshell, right? That, that a lot of us are enthused behind, but why? That people who deny their blackness on a day-to-day -day basis, why do so many black people take pride in this movie? And this movie is coming out. And once again, I'm not telling you to not go see it. Go watch it, enjoy it, have a fun time with your family. Just be prepared for what you are ingesting because there's no such thing as just entertainment. It's all called programming, okay? So just understand what's happening here. 
I have not seen the movie. I've, I know some people who have. They've told me some things, but I'm not going to be a, you know, I'm not going to spill tonight. I'm not going to, you know, give uh, any spoilers tonight from based on that. But I'm just telling y'all, you're going to be surprised by some shit you see in the movie. Now, and it just dawned on me. The reason why black people who often deny their lineage to African, to being African, deny their lineage to being black, this, that, and the other. The reason why so many of them can enjoy their sports franchises and now enjoy the the African connotations of what's called so-called Afro-African or Afro-futurism in this movie is because they've been given permission to. The dominant society gave black people permission to be black and African through this movie. And it is just as the, it's just like when the end of the Civil War happened, right? It was just like that. They had to be able to control the outcome of enthusiasm for Black people. In other words, we weren't able to assume our natural independence during the Civil War, even though many of our ancestors were fighting for independence. We weren't able to. They knew that at the end of that war, they had to dictate the terms of surrender to us. And just the same, and you've seen it through all these liberals. Every time you turn around, black people are building something. All these white liberals want to come in. They're not coming in because they believe in, in justice and they believe in human rights and they believe in civil rights. They're not coming in for that. They're coming in to control the outcome, to make sure you get a little bit, but not too much to fuck up the balance. Because fucking up the balance fucks up their side of the table too. And white liberals understand this clearly. They understand racial politics. And the same thing is being done here with this movie. This is why the same enthusiasm black people are showing for the Black Panther movie right now is the same enthusiasm that they're showing for the sports franchises. Because these things are being endorsed by these white institutions and white daddy and white mommy said, okay, you niggas, y'all can go out there and celebrate this. That is it. Because we know that black empowerment, we know that black empowerment, you don't get that type of permission. Because black empowerment it's about bringing independence. It's about putting putting some barriers up between you and the so-called dominant society, or you or the, the the white supremacist power um power structure. It is about those things. But you can't do that without their permission. And we have been beaten, trained, and socially engineered to understand that on cue. So when Marvel Comics came out with a Black Panther movie, they said, we're going to give y'all a, a Black Panther director. We're going to give you a Black Panther writer. We're going to give y'all a Black Panther cast. We're going to give y'all as many dark-skinned people as y'all can, because y'all been complaining about that shit. And we're going to get... So what do people say? It's about time we receive... Dun, 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 representation. Representation. About time Black people receive representation. What does representation mean? Representation, when you speak of representation, you're literally talking about being noticed, being showcased, being seen in a specific arena. So what are you talking about? Representation. 
Where? Hollywood? Didn't we just deal with the fact that Hollywood is sick? That Hollywood has had scandal after scandal after scandal, pedophilia, rape, rape culture in Hollywood? And we're talking about representation there? Is that what we're talking about, family? Or is it proximity to whiteness? Proximity to whiteness. That that right there is that what we're looking for, family. So the, the when you understand the psychology of it all, black people are facing some serious cognitive dissonance when it comes to anything that threatens the dominant society, the dominant culture, the dominant way things go. Black people are facing some some significant cognitive dissonance when it comes to that. And because we're facing such cognitive dissonance when it comes to that, we can't wait for them to give us something to nibble off of. Just like a few years ago when they had that Star Wars movie and supposedly the brother was supposed to be a star, you know, uh, part of the film. Then you get in the movie and he fucking becomes, what do they call it? Um, comic. He becomes comic relief in the movie. He can't fight. He's always running. He's screaming for this white girl rain, all this other shit. He's doing everything that's anti-hero anti-significant, anti-leading character, all right? He's doing all those different things. So so that's why, and listen, family, I'm gonna ask y'all some other questions about this because we're just getting started with this. I know I said I'm not gonna be in here too long, you know what I mean? Uh, exactly, Sister Deidre, how many black folks dressed up like they were coming to Philly, like they were um, coming from Philly to see the Independence Day project, exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sister Deidre's killing y'all in the chat. Exactly. The Independence Day Project should be a shirt. And I'm not even here to toot my own horn tonight, family. Because I'm going to tell y'all. I'm going to tell y'all something real funny, right? About this and how you can tell that black people are scared. You know what I'm saying? Um, here's what I'm going to tell y'all, right? A year ago, there was another movie about black and African pride. Do y'all remember that movie? That movie was called Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation. Remember? Remember the scandal that ensued? Remember all the negative um, um, uh, press that movie received? Not even based, and I'm not even going to talk about the, the Nate Parker attacks. I'm not even going to talk about the Nate Parker attacks. I'm talking about from the people who saw, the press who saw, and have reported people like Tim Wise. Y'all know it. Tim Wise is every black person's favorite white guy. Tim Wise, remember he was coming out shitting on the, the, the movie, talking about how violent it was to, to white, and he didn't think that people benefited from seeing it? Now, see, unlike the fictional story of the Black Panther, right, you had a real live, and once upon a time, real live person, right? You have a real live person or, or, or was a real live person, you know what I'm saying? My name of Nat Turner, real life superhero, black superhero, somebody we should take pride in, took up arms, trained other black people, had secret meetings and organized one of the greatest slave rebellions of all time in this country. Getting still, nobody from the dominant society, support, uh, society was supporting it. So guess who else turned their back on it? Guess who else? I went to uh, uh, a program up here not too long after that, 
and people were just raising their hands, proud as hell that talking about, nope, I didn't see it, and I wasn't going to see it. Nope, 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 I wasn't going to see it. And I'm like, really taking pride. And the same people are taking pride in going to see the Black Panther movie. Isn't that some shit? Um, the Black, the Nat Turner story, um, you know, uh, you know, Birth of a Nation, all Black cast, all Black writers, all Black producers, Black made, Black money that made the film, but yet still didn't receive the same enthusiasm as the Black Panther. <laughs> a fictional movie. They've given Black people license to have a, a, a fantasy about an empowered Black community, to be fantasy, to fantasize about Black freedom and independence, a Black superiority. Yet and still, when it comes to even Hollywood's true renditions of so-called stories of, of Africa, they normally put white characters and European characters in there, talking like they're British and making talking, talking about the rubbish as they walk and truffle upon the pyramids, you know? So we gotta start really dealing with the, the whole idea and the, and the connotations family. And the fact that the matter is, they know that we're cowards, collectively speaking. They know that we're cowards, collectively speaking. Because only a coward would not allow you to, only a coward would denounce who they are unless given permission. And don't be mad at me for telling you the truth. Face it and deal with it. Own that shit and deal with it. That's when then we can start building and talking about how to get off the plantation. Last night in my class, I had students in the classroom talking about you know, losing their shit over, over Valentine's Day. I'm like, fuck Valentine's Day. We have a coma day. Shout out to my brother Mancho and sister Dawasha as they do the have the coma day week and have the accommodate practices here in Philadelphia, you know, and they're gonna celebrate that this weekend. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, oh, Sister Deidre, those, those joints are coming. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna put an order in this weekend for some Independence Day Project shirts. Um, we're gonna get that popping again, family. We're gonna get that popping. Because, see, what we got going on right now, family, we got this, this bullshit popping off right now where we're definitely we're, we're terrified of who we are, we're terrified of being black, and we're terrified of promoting it unless it's endorsed by the dominant society. And the only way they're gonna allow for us to endorse it is in some comical shit. So we got black people right now talking about going to the movie and cosplay. All right, you know, no shade, but the same black people, the same black people that bought their money several months ago, put their money in and made um the Black Panther Party. I mean, excuse me. Oh, sorry, don't don't disrespect the Black Panther Party. The Black Panther movie, the top grossing pre-sale movie of all time, the same black, because the only black people bought this shit early. Understand that. Black people are the, are the largest number, the, the, we make up the largest demographic, numbers-wise, not even percentage, numbers-wise, who attend motion pictures, okay? So, uh, KC says, she thinks she'll pass. KC says, um, they pass on the Black Panther. <laughs> Don't pass on it because we need to find out what our people are going through. Because our people have turned this into a religious experiment. I mean, excuse me, a, a, a religious experience. So, so let's start digging into some of the things because since we want to talk about Black empowerment and pride, let's go over the history and talk about this country, white supremacy. I'm getting thirsty as hell. Hold on for a second, y'all. We're about to, you know, for the next 20 minutes, about to break some shit down. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
got that 9.5 water tonight, y'all. Hydration. So this industry, we like to call Hollywood, throwing us a bone, doing this thing. So when in history has white supremacy ever provided any instruments or tools for, for black empowerment? When? Just name one time. Okay, I'm going to go back in history. I'm going to systemically go down all these listing laws and rules, okay? All right. Late six, I believe it was 1660. All right, slavery was introduced to America. Before that, you had indentured turpitude and slave, but you had African slaves before that. They just weren't called slaves. They were brought to this continent, okay? All right, that was system white supremacy, same system you're talking about now, okay? All right, 1710, there was this law that was put in place called meritorious main mission, main mission okay? 1710, meritorious main mission put in place. What was meritorious main mission? Meritorious main mission was basically the job of Africans who were slaves at the time to either to earn their freedom by either um, making their slave owner rich and wealthy with inventions and patents, uh, uh, snitching on people who are planning to escape the plantation, and snitching on black people who are planning a revolt. Those how you earned your meritorious manumission, okay? That was white supremacy doing black people a favor. All right, we're gonna speed forward, speed forward, okay? Because then, when the signing of the, the 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 Constitution of this country, which dictated all the laws, all right, and I'm not talking about the Declaration of Independence. Well, first, yeah, let's talk about Declaration of Independence for a second, okay? The Declaration of Independence, the Declaration of Independence. First of all, one word that's not in the Declaration of Independence is democracy, okay? You won't find that word in the Declaration of Independence, and you won't find that shit in the Bill of Rights in the Constitution. Okay, you won't find it anywhere. They never use it. They never intended on this being a pure democracy. All right, understand that. Three, all right, let's go back to the, the Constitution. They pepper the document with the word citizen. They pepper it with the word citizen. All right, citizenship. Understand that, okay? To be a citizen of this country, you mean all the rights is guaranteed to the people who are identified as citizens. All right, at that point in time, they realized that the South had um, too many people and the North was getting too many power, but the South had more people. And the South wanted to balance that shit out. So what did they do? They said, well, we can't allow y'all to let these, to count these niggers as uh, people. So we're going to count them as three-fifths of a man anyway. And if you notice or not, that statue of Dr. Martin Luther King of um, Washington, D.C., that monument that people go to, is only three-fifths done. Don't think for a second that symbology and symbolism doesn't mean shit to the dominant society. They built this whole country on it, all right? They put their signals, their sigils everywhere. They even do it in their advertisement today. So now let's move forward now, okay? Let's get all into the 1850s, okay? Um, I'm, uh, we're just skimming through this shit, all right? The 1850s with 1857 was the Dred Scott decision. Now, the Dred Scott decision was more about the Missouri Compromise than it was about Dred Scott. However, Judge Taney, who happens to occupy Street Hand Philadelphia, his name carries the Street Hand Philadelphia. All right, his decree, all right, as the supreme, as the you know, uh, the supreme judge on the Supreme Court, his decree was that there is no law, or land, or or, or or policy that, or excuse me, there was no rights of a person who was African-born or slave descendant of Africans in this country that a white man was duty bound to respect, all right? I want y'all to remember that. There was no law that a white man, in terms of respecting the rights of black people, 
that a white man with duty bound of respect, okay? This is the same institutional white supremacy, okay? Now let's go forward a little bit, you know, because I'm running late on time, running on time. Let's go forward a little bit. So in addition to that now, right, you know, you had um, the, 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 the Civil War, and then you had what was known as Reconstruction after the Civil War. At this time, black people were allowed to leave the plantation and go off and build their own. Now, keep in mind, they still weren't able to shop or purchase any goods from white businesses. If they wanted food from a white restaurant, they would have to go to the back door. Okay? Now, keep this, keep, keep, let's keep going. Because, you know, you have Plessy versus Ferguson in 198, I mean, excuse me, 1898. All right? Happened to be the same year as one of the worst race um they call it riots but what it really were race massacres um happened in wilmington north carolina right so in 1898 Plessy versus ferguson came up with the, the jim crow laws as separate but equal okay so the jim crow laws expanded all the way through the south now keep in mind the north although the north didn't practice um a lot of the jim crow laws they still had a lot of the jim crow policies you know what i mean so you know what I'm saying? I'm making sure people who are watching, okay, see, 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 okay. I'm checking the comments, y'all, checking the comments. So let's get up to, to, okay, so we don't even need to go any further, right? Now let's get into film. Let's get into film. Let's also get into um, comics. Do you know why comic strips were first created? Comic strips were not created for unadulterated fun and entertainment. Comic strips were not created for those things, family. Um, let me, I'm being, I hate to be the one to bring the bad news to you, but as the brother that has been ingrained in history for God knows how long, comic strips were not designed for your entertainment. Comic strips were designed so that people who could not read could understand the politics of that day. Take, just go back with me now. People who could not read could understand the policy of that day. Back then, the average person, the average white person, was only um, educated to a second or third grade reading level. So they didn't even know how to comprehend. You know, you go back in time and all these big journals and periodicals and things like that, they couldn't fucking read it. So they put a comic strip together. They weren't called comic strips. They were called political cartoons at the time. All right? Look this shit up if y'all think I'm, bringing, I'm making shit up. Look it up. All right, I keep telling you, I keep sharing this because it's going to get deeper. Now, at that time, they were, we're talking early, late, we're talking late 18, uh, late, mid to late 1800s, early uh, 20th century. All right, at that time, they had developed a propaganda campaign using comic strips to demonize black people at that time. So they came up with a formula because, like I said, during Reconstruction and Jim Crow, you had all of these black towns that were popping up all over the Midwest and the South, all right? Independent black towns, they built them towns up. They made mud bricks and built those towns and those houses brick by brick. They made um, their schools. They had all the different things they had, all right? And so the jealous nature of those Europeans, because black, the, these black, they, you call it one black Wall Street. All right. No, there were tons of black Wall Streets, if you want to call them that. They, black Wall Street is just a pseudonym for black business district, a marketplace, people where black people did places where black people did commerce. 
okay? Intersections where black people did commerce, they were all over the South, they were all over the Midwest. Even spreading West to Los Angeles when he had Central Ave, all right? Los Angeles was found by a brother, so was Chicago. People, I'm just trying to tell you what the fuck I know, all right? So, in all this, the political comments, they came up with this grisly figure as black men, and they had to come up with the propaganda, this grisly figure as black men being knuckle-dragging gorillas and apes who are putting place in white women in danger, white women in jeopardy, and therefore they had to come into crusading nights to save and rescue white women from these savage beasts as black men, all right? And they still do that shit today with our athletes. This is why whenever our athlete is out there doing some work on the court or doing some work on the football field, they call them the beast, okay? They're still doing the beauty and the beast was based on this shit, all right? King Kong was based on that. King Kong was based on the, the bare-knuckle boxing champion, Jack Johnson. And Jack Johnson was whooping everybody's ass. And then Jack Johnson was so bad, they locked him up. He was beating the shit out of the prisoners and taking the food they had to let him out, out of jail. But they came up with the comic strip. And the comic strip turns into King Kong. All right? Doing black people favors. Hollywood doing black people favors. The first motion picture, the original Birth of a Nation, where that story that I just told you of the Ku Klux Klan coming in as shining knights in armor, eradicating the town of all these savage black men who are out there trying to rape and pillage white women. That's where that propaganda was sold. That propaganda was sold, shown on the White House. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the White House law. I forget the president. Who was the president in 1920? I forget the president. But anyway, show that shit on the White House law. Let's move forward now in Hollywood. All right, move forward now, Hollywood. The first black person to get an uh, a, a Oscar nomination, right? Patty May, right? And what? Going with the win. Now, what role did she, what role did they, um, you know, provide for her? Oh, my. Master this. Master that. The the loud, over, overweight, heavyset, black mammy character that carried on for 20 to 50 fucking years later on in cartoons. Go watch Tom and Jerry and see if it's not the same character that was um, that was provided with her particular performance. All right, they were going with blackface and do, they were doing all types of blackface and and um, the minstrel shows and things of that nature all throughout the 30s, 40s, and 50s until they had to put it on TV. Then they had some buck dancing Negroes play those roles of uh, what was it, uh, Stephen and Fetches, Stephen Fetches. All right playing those roles, those mammy roles and shit, and coon-ass roles, bucking their eyes and shit and showing their teeth. I don't know, master. You know, all them goddamn roles. Hollywood doing you a favor. Let's go fast forward, fam, okay? Because um, there was a revolutionary movie in the 1970s called The Spook Who Sat By The Door, all right? Spook Who Sat By The Door. Spook Who Sat By The Door was a movie, a documentary, right? Um, and, and they went to, uh, what's the brother's name? The brother's, I believe the brother's Sam Lee, um, help me out with the brother's name, y'all, because I'm, 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 I'm excited to the point right now where I'm just, shit just flying off me. Um, but we even referenced this in the Independence Day Project, the movie, all right? Sam Greenlee, okay? So they, they, 
they went and the FBI showed up at his house and took the goddamn movie. They thought it was his only copy. He was able to give another copy of that movie to Mario Van Peebles, who then produced the movie. All right. So, so, so you got to understand, family. And in that time, because you have revolutionary movies, you have revolutionary music and things of that nature. What did Hollywood do to counterbalance that? They came up with the black exploitation movies. They were the ones we take such pride in. Who's the Mac? You know, um, pretty fucking Tony. All right, all these goddamn characters, Shad. All these characters, all these movies. You know, oh, we went to so we went from being black revolutionaries to just wanting to be the fuck cool. And then, and and then you want to talk about gangster rap? Well, gangster rap wasn't shit compared to what black exploitation movies did to the black community. And during the time, at the same time, they were killing and imprisoning all of our black revolutionaries, which is why to this day, we're still suffering a gap trying to catch up to where they were in terms of their progress. They were talking about building black nation. They had several states in the South that they had um, picked out. All right, several states in the South that were picked out, mapped out for black revolution and liberation. All right, you had um, the, the black guerrilla army. I mean, also you had black people at that time that were doing major work. How do you think Asada Shakur was able to hide for two years before they were able to get her into Castro, I mean, to get her into Cuba? You know, organizations, blacks, this, that, and the other. But we lost track of all those things. How through the entertainment? And then they beat it out of us, and then they convinced all of our elders and some ancestors that it was better for us to just join the hand, join in the working force. You know, I'm going to get you sucker has a really good scene about that. When the brother goes into and asks, the, where's the revolutionary army? I knew y'all stayed 10,000 deep this day. And the other. they said, brother, we went to the state office, and we went down there with guns, and they left with jobs. Yeah, they played the shit out of us, gave us middle class titles and all sorts of things. So, family, we got to be real about that. Hollywood has never, ever empowered black people. Look at the movies for which Oscars or people are nominated for Oscars. Fucking precious. That horrible fucking movie, I've never seen it, but the previews make me depressed. You know what I'm saying? The previews make me depressed watching that shit. Fucking um, uh, all the brilliant work that Denzel Washington did. But he had to be a dirty ass undercover, I mean a dirty ass narcotics cop to in order to, to receive an Oscar nomination in the Oscar Award. All right. Holly Berry. Holly Berry played so many wonderful roles throughout her career, but yet and still, the role that she got nominated for Oscar and won her Oscar for was when she was getting smutted out by Billy Bob Thornton. And there are rumors that that scene was actually a real scene. I hope not. My fucking heart would drop. But then again, you know, cool. anyway, but the bottom line is family, Hollywood has never done black people any favors. They've always said, then you look at um, the, the Marvel comic series where everybody credits Stan Lee for, um, for, for, for putting black people in an elevated place in those comics and how he told the story of Malcolm X and Martin Luther King through Xavier and um, uh, Magneto. Listen. If that's the case, then what he did was show the sellout version of how that shit looks to black people. Because Magneto was like, man, fuck them. 
we're superior and why do we keep having to beg them and xavier and we have a, a syndrome we call that xavier's disease when black people feel as though we must integrate we must be part of the masses we call that shit xavier's disease yeah well, don't think don't don't think for a second we haven't already figured out the coon shit the coon theory and the coon knowledge or logic of the x-men all right don't think we haven't figured that shit out we got a whole bunch of shit we've been talking about on our little you know circles but family so i, I brought all those things to, 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 to note and i really wish i had more time but i have to um i'm being interviewed on another show tonight my brother ryan um uh, is, is um has invited me to be a part of their broadcast so we have to cut this one short a little bit but i just want to really go out there this emphasis family you cannot expect for the dominant society to give you any instrumental tools for which you can use to tear down their systems. So this, this talk about pride and things of that nature, you black brothers and sisters, a lot of y'all are just happy that white folk are giving y'all permission to show a little bit of black pride because you got black people right now who have never shown an inch, a centimeter, a crumb of interest in any of the affairs of Africa until this fucking movie came out. Right now in Cape Town, South Africa, they're talking about bringing in the military right now to ration water. That is a real Pan-African issue right now. You've had many of, of, of countries in Africa right now becoming insolvent right now. Those are Pan-African issues. You got such pride in African issues. I bet you half of the designers y'all buying those fucking clothes off of the costumes are not even black. Probably some fucking French designers and shit because we get off on that. They'll never give you the tools, family, to be black and empowered. You want the tools to be black and empowered? Get the Independence Day Project. And yes, yes, it is a shameless plug. But let me explain to you why. Can I, do I have to read again the... the uh, do I have to read again what the sister said about the Independence Day Project review? Let me just leave it to you one more time, family, just so those of you who are just tuning in can see the effect and the power when you have a movie that actually speaks to black empowerment and not one that's talking about dressing up as a goddamn clown in order to receive your pride, to receive your initiative to do anything for black people or do anything for your black self, okay? This is from Sister Brittany, okay? I'm not making this shit up. The documentary was very educational. Definitely a must watch for black people. There are documentaries that focus on our history, but not solutions for how we can thrive again like the kings and queens we were born to be. This is why the Independence Day Project is vital to, all, to our, the awareness of our people. It focuses on the happenings in real life today and the real tangible solutions to gain sovereignty. It covers all necessary topics in a way that everyone can understand and translate into small actions for change and common sense. The Independence Day Project, oh, excuse me, change. While watching the Independence Day Project for the first time, I found myself really excited and intrigued throughout. Wanting to learn more and do more. Heard that? Wanting to learn more and do more. Through the intellectual wise black figures in common sense. Okay, we're making it plain for the family. All right, 
The Independence Day Project offers a library of solutions for people who are tired of just talking about the problem and ready to make a change. Overall, it was the most inspiring documentary I've ever seen, and I felt myself vibrating higher after watching it. I would love to see this added to the curriculum for young people because it would make such a huge impact on how they see themselves in the world. Family, that is the impact of the Independence Day Project. You know what I'm saying? That is the, the you know, uh, the, the impact of the Independence Day Project, family. And this is why I, you know, I'm telling y'all, if you want real a movie about real black empowerment, that's what you want to see. Now, if you want a movie to be entertained, cool, but make sure you keep your third eye open because it's always family. There's always tricks from the dominant society when it comes to us and propagating our situation. So, family, I thank you all for tuning in this evening as we take it home, as we always do. Uh, make sure you get a chance. The link is pinned. To the comment section go to if you haven't already go grab your copy of the independence day project at blackindependence.org if you're in philadelphia this weekend make sure you come out this sunday we have a full weekend of things going on from akuma day on saturday to actually coming to witness bear witness with your own self with surrounded by black people and feeling that powerful spirit of the ancestors as they emerge amongst us watching the Independence Day Project at the Rotunda out in West Philadelphia, 4014 Walnut at Walnut Street. 4014 Walnut Street is located at 40th and Walnut, and it's right down, it's right down the, the, the walkway from the, the, um, the movie complex that's right there on the corner. And with that said, family, as always, family, peace, love, and black power. We will win. We will win. Peace. Yeah. Gotta get my theme music popping. Thank y'all, family. Like power. I can't go. All, I can't get off the air until the starts. That's how you get hyped up. I'm wearing all for my people. I mean, tall for my people. Always going hard for my people. Research the talk for my people. Eat for my people. Hopefully, live for my people. Live for my people. They never give my people. Unify my people. Brother Bowers, I'm gonna put that on the video down below.